happy Women of Strength Wednesday. It is Megan and Julie, and we're so excited to bring you another story. Today is actually um, a CPAC story, and we were just talking about this before the episode. Um, we're going to call it an elective CBAC. Is that what we does that what we decided? I don't know. I think we're just <laughs> leaving it at CBAC because she labored, C-back. right? She did. So she, it changed. Yeah. Trans changed she during did. labor. So I think we're going to keep it at CBAC. Yeah. Okay. CBAC story. But the it was, it was definitely something that she chose. And that's one of the reasons why I love this story so much um, is that she stood ground and advocated for herself and chose something that not even her provider wanted her to choose. So we're going to, I'm not going to give away too much, but um, we have a review of the week and then we're going to go into this lovely episode with our friend, Lindsay. Yes. A review of the week. I like this review. I picked the longest one I could find on our spreadsheet. Oh, good. I like Cause I review. can't read. I and know. You know that. <laughs> She, Megan can read everybody. Megan can read. She just has a hard time reading and speaking. And, and speaking but you've actually it. gotten quite a bit better. Like since oh. we first started the VBAC link, like four years ago, um, you, you've improved leaps and bounds. I'm actually oh. quite impressed with your skills now. You well, great. thank you. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> but this one is kind of like a little mini VBAC story in one. So I mean, I just think it's really cool. So this is from Abby from, oh my gosh, an email is an email. She said, oh my gosh, we love emails. Guys, email us. Talk to us. We love talking and connecting with you guys. This is, we got this email, which is why it's longer. That makes sense now. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And so she says, hi, I have been wanting to send you a message for months now to let you know how you've encouraged me. Your podcast were referred to me near the end of my pregnancy. And I listened often while cleaning and the facts and stories shared absolutely solidified my confidence in what my body is capable of. Dispelling the exaggerations surrounding uterine rupture was by far the most important stuff I learned from you gals. So thank you. We have a, just side note, we have a podcast episode and a blog about uterine rupture talking about all the myths and stuff surrounding there. Anyways. Okay. Well, I love that. Sorry. Where was I? (laughs) Oh, there we go. Thank you for doing the work to learn this stuff and sharing it. My first four children are two sets of twins naturally conceived. Wow. Two sets of twins, actually. I'm going to have a commentary of this story while I'm reading it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get back on track now. I had two C-sections without issue. The first one, I barely knew anything. The second, I was pressured by my doctor, just doing all the textbook things to get me to believe that surgery was the only real option. Both were scheduled, but the second time around, I had gained a lot of knowledge about all things natural birth. With this third pregnancy and a new doctor, I knew she was giving me all the typical fear-mongering, ill-informed information that she could. She did not like that I refused to schedule a C-section and was planning to wait for labor to happen on its own, even if that meant going two weeks beyond due, in quotation marks. All indicators pointed to her not allowing me a true trial of labor. She waved all the red flags in in her words. I had planned to labor at home as long as possible. And my dear friend who used to work as a doula offered her friendly and experienced support to get me through the home laboring. My husband couldn't get down with hiring a midwife while he, while we had health insurance to cover a hospital birth. So sadly I accepted that we would ultimately not birth at home. Well, I labored at home all day. And when the intense contractions hit around the time that our kids were going to bed, my mindset was these are probably going to be intense for the next four or so hours. I had a bloody show around 9 p.m. or so, wasn't tracking the timing of contractions. None of us even thought about that. 
Someone called another friend to come stay with the kids. And in what seemed like 10 minutes time, something changed. (laughs) I told my friend, (laughs) I guess it was transition. I wasn't going anywhere in the car. My baby boy, Shalom, was born at 1040 p.m. on the bathroom floor, assisted by my friend and my husband. Healthy. That wasn't the plan, but was the original hope with the midwife. Knowing we didn't have a midwife, having a baby at home was out of the question. At one point during labor on the bathroom floor, I asked, is there someone else we can call? But my, but they knew that even EMTs would just deliver right there. And my husband is a first responder, although he has not delivered nor assisted a birth. Thank you for your encouragement and knowledge that absolutely helped enable my mind to be at peace enough to smoothly deliver my baby at home feedback after two C-sections. There's so many other details, but I really wanted to let you know how grateful I am for your podcast in the integral part I played in my third birth. We need this girl on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. That is is an awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, she's in the email. We've got it. We've got to find the email. It came in on February 2nd. So I'm going to go scoping through emails and we're going to find Abby and we're going to share her story on the podcast because I just like was on the edge of my seat, just reading the review. I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. Yes. You are tuned in to the VBAC Link podcast with Julie Frankham and Megan Heaton. VBAC moms, doulas, and educators here to help you get inspired for birth after having a C-section. Together, they have created a robust VBAC preparation course along with this uplifting podcast for women who are preparing for their VBAC. Although these episodes are VBAC specific, they encourage all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a cesarean from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan. Okay, well, expect a podcast sometime from Miss Abby, but today... We are going to share Lindsay's stories. So, Miss Beautiful Lindsay, let's turn the time over to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. So, for my first uh, C section, it started, I was induced and then had every labor or every um, induction method, um, intervention, mm-hmm. you want to call it, under the sun, and nothing was working. And I, just wouldn't progress. And every time contractions, they tried to up Pitocin to up my contractions. Then my son's um, heart rate started dropping. And at one point they can't, couldn't get it up. So it turned into um, emergency C-section after that. And so for my second birth, I was definitely planning to be back. I try to prepare myself, read all the natural things and lots of chiropractic care and just kind of mentally prepare. Um, But I got to the point, so my son was 11 days late. And then I got to the point where I was almost 10 days late, I believe. And my midwife kept pushing like, hey, we need to induce you. And but everything was looking good with baby. And I knew I just go late with babies. And so I kept saying no, but me and my husband had talked and we decided that if I didn't go into labor naturally or anything like that, then we just wanted to elect for a C-section. Um, with my son, my first baby, everything was just so out of control and very traumatic that we just wanted it something in our control. And we were just not mm-hmm. ready to go down the intervention route when we knew that didn't work for us the first time. And who knows, maybe it would work the second time, but we just didn't want that. And so uh, luckily this time I went into labor on my own and I labored hard for about 12 hours and it got to the point where it was so intense that we figured that we probably should head to the hospital 
And yeah, you were even kind of sounding like pushy and something like grunty and some Mm -hmm. points. Yeah. And my whole pregnancy, I really wanted a home birth and I just didn't like the idea of going to the hospital. I still wasn't fully satisfied with my midwife. And I think it, I bet I was probably further along than I really was when I was at home. But then when we got to the hospital, I was, I think they said like a one and a half, but like 90% mm-hmm. of face mm-hmm. and still very intense contractions. And so, um, and some were even like, what is it called? Coupling where they're like one on top of another and no break between. Um, mm-hmm. And so they decided to let me labor a little bit longer. And since I was past due, they weren't going to send me home by any means. <laughs> Cause at this point, I believe I was 12 days past due. So I labored for a little bit longer in the hospital and they checked me again and I still hadn't progressed at all. And so me and my husband decided that let's just do the C-section. There was no point to, you know, push it off, you know, get an epidural, try more induction or I keep calling induction, um, interventions. interventions. Like, yeah. yeah. And other interventions or anything like that. And so we were, you know, very happy with the decision, um, even though it wasn't what we exactly wanted, but this felt in control for us. And my midwife did not like that. <laughs> she really didn't. She didn't. It was, she was not happy. No. With, in um, fact, so she taught, tell them about kind of how, like we were waiting. Yeah. You know, we were like waiting for her anyway. Yeah. So, uh, she wasn't the one on call. So they, finally called her in and I mean, it felt like it took forever to get there. And she also like, I don't, I don't know if she was mad at me, but she gave me her number too to text her, text her at the end of my pregnancy. And I told her I was in labor and she never didn't respond. So it was just like one thing after the other, but I think I came out of the bathroom and she was like with her standing across uh, against like a cabinet or the wall or something. And with her arms crossed and like, was like, are you sure you want to do this? And me and my husband were like, we already made the decision. Like, this is what we wanted. And so it was just, it was kind of sad that we just didn't have the support from her. But with Megan and my husband, I had plenty of support otherwise. And I mean, all the nurses were super supportive and they just wanted to make sure we were making the decision we wanted for us. And we believed it was the right decision. And honestly, it was the best decision. Like if I wasn't going to go into labor or progress through labor on my own, then this was what worked for us because the C-section was so healing. And I know not many people can say that, but it made me and my husband feel like we were in control and we got to talk about what we wanted in the C-section. It wasn't an emergency and it was just, it was just a different experience. And we feel, my husband feels, I think as well, is like just healed from our first traumatic experience and the recovery was better. It was easier. Not saying C-section recovery is easy by any means, but it was easier than my first, um, just because mentally we were prepared and I got to hold my baby girl. Like as soon as they cleaned her off, they put her on me and I got to hold her the whole time. They were stitching me up and then I never let go of her, which was so fantastic compared to my first where he was swept away to the NICU and I didn't get to see him for like six hours after birth. So this definitely was a very healing C-section. Absolutely. You came back and like, even though you were like so tired and everything, mm-hmm. like, you came back and you looked so bright oh, like, yeah. and free. And I, it, you just, 
you were, it was just so good. It was so mm-hmm. good to see you that way um, yes. because I was with you after the first and it wasn't necessarily, I'm not, I don't want to say you look bad. No, I look bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look different. You look different. <laughs> You just, it, yeah, the first time was really rough and there was just, it was a lot. And this time it wasn't, and we don't know exactly like why things, I mean, maybe it was a mixture of like feeling stress when you got to the hospital. Cause I mm-hmm. swear to you that, they, I mean, you were seeming yeah. very progressed at home and, mm-hmm. and things. And then I mean, even the labor pattern changed once we got there, but yeah, I just was so proud of you. You know, and your midwife was, yeah, she was like, are you sure though? I, I, I could just check you like right now. And you're like, right. No. I was like, I don't want to be checked again. <laughs> I, I good. I am good. Yeah. But, and even after she was like, ha, ah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she never even, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but she never even came back and saw us. She said she was going to, and she never came back and checked on us and met my daughter or anything like that. Yeah. Which is just so crazy. And I, I just don't get, I don't, maybe she had a chip on her shoulder. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know, but I was proud of you for making that decision that you felt was best for you and, and doing it. And, and I, I love hearing that it was so healing mm-hmm. for you. Um, because that is how birth should be. You guys, no matter the outcome, um, of what you want, even if it's not what you desired. I would love for birth for everyone. And I know it doesn't happen for everyone like this, but I love, I would love it to just be a healing experience. And, you know, my repeat cesarean, it wasn't what I wanted at all, but I felt more a part of it. And Mm -hmm. it was healing for me because I felt more a part of it. But, um, I just want to drop that message out there to everyone who's listening that it's okay to make these hard choices and, do what you can to make your experiencing healing, even if it's not what you want. We talk about like gentle cesarean and family centered cesarean. We have blogs on it, but really it's it, cesareans can be healing. They mm-hmm. really can. So, yes. yes. I am so happy for you. So, <laughs> Thank so you. Happy for I you. mean, I definitely couldn't have gotten through it without you and my husband as well. And there's definitely hard decisions. I mean, I remember laboring in the tub and we went over everything a million times of like, how this could go. But I was also, I mean, my daughter is also surprised gender. So we got to the point where like, let's just figure out what this baby is after being 12 days late and everything. Yeah. And so that kind of helped too, but I still just like, I like to be, that was like good. I mean, I know labor and delivery and all pregnancy. You're never, you can't be in control. Like that baby is in control, not you. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, but it just felt nice to be able to make a decision that was something we wanted. Absolutely. Yep. So we are going to make a little shift and I would love to, this is like a part birth, part education um, Mm -hmm. episode, but would love to talk a little bit about what you do as a profession. So um, for anybody who does not know, Lindsay is a chiropractor and she's amazing. And I would love to talk about chiropractic care and anything that you would like to share and maybe why you feel chiropractic care is important, especially in labor and delivery and why it may be important in the postpartum stage. Yes. Yes. Um, because I feel like, I feel like things in all senses, sometimes like we forget about postpartum. 
Mm-hmm. We just oh, we yeah. forget about it. And we forget that there's definitely, you know, something that happens after and we still have to take care of ourselves, and we still have to prepare for that. So is there anything that you would share um, mm-hmm. or like to talk about? about yes. Any of that? Thank you. So uh, I am a Webster certified chiropractor, which just basically means I specialize in pregnant mamas, but the Webster name gets thrown out all the time. And definitely if you're pregnant, look for a Webster certified chiropractor in your area. And it's just, we've taken extra education seminars um, and to prepare us to help take care of pregnant mamas. But that technique basically um, it is very gentle on mom and baby. First, I like to say I'm, I never adjust baby. I'm only adjusting mom, but in turn to have uh less tension in the pelvis, good motion in your uh, joints and your spine. You take tension out of the uterus, which then helps baby go head down or just have optimal space. So if they, you know, have troubles going head down, Webster's, um, the technique helps babies go head down, but just in general, it's very safe on mom and baby, just not adjusting baby, just adjusting mom. But it's the one thing that you can really do for yourself that can take away some pregnancy aches and pains, discomforts, anything from like round ligament pain, some SI pain or low back pain, pubic symphysis pain, the SPD, but then also that like bra line mid back pain, just because of the changes that pregnancy does to you and puts a lot of tension in that mid back, but getting adjusted while you're pregnant is I don't know how I would have survived pregnancy without getting adjusted myself, but just, it just brings so much relief, you know, when you're growing a human and you can't do much about it, um, you know, can't take pain medications or anything like that. And if you even wanted to, but it definitely relieves some pain, but then also taking care of yourself during pregnancy, it, it, chiropractic care has been seen to reduce labor times, help with labor and definitely get baby head down in a good position. So it just makes labor a lot easier, but then also, um, getting yourself checked postpartum just because your pelvis went through a huge shift, uh, and change, you know, to get that baby out. Even if you had a C-section, just once you feel up to it, to start getting some body work because us moms, I definitely feel like we don't take care of ourselves postpartum. You know, we always get adjusted or get massages or anything like that during pregnancy. And then we just kind of get forgotten about afterwards. So chiropractic care, especially some, some chiropractors, you know, can really help moms postpartum as well. I work on moms during pregnancy and then postpartum. I really push that in my office to come see me afterwards because, you know, you're always hunched over breastfeeding and just getting your pelvis realigned and feeling good uh, so that then you can take care of baby and be there present because you feel good um, for your family, but also getting checked you know, for diastasis recti, stuff like that. Some chiropractors, including myself can like check for things like that. So that's really good. Um, I question on Mm -hmm. SS recti. So we had a question from a follower asking about how the SS recti could like impede like delivery. Do you know? It's actually on next week's episode too. So you're getting a little Ooh. sneak peek. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ask, so, ask, ask. Yeah. I'm just curious what, if, if that is a thing, cause I didn't think that it did, but I don't know. Does it, do you know? And so, well, from a chiropractic standpoint, I would say it's, it's like pressure management. So 
like your belly from your diaphragm, your abdominals, your low back, and then your pelvic floors, that's like a canister. And so it's just pressure management. And so if you have that separation in your abs, the pressure is going to, you know, has to escape somewhere. And instead of like down through your pelvis, it's probably going to escape out. Sometimes it escapes, you know, it gets pressed, you know, to your SI joint. So a lot of moms have like low back pain, but I would say during labor, like it's just, you don't have good pressure management. So you just can't get that good, um, you know, pushing technique that you need to get the baby out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, on that. that's, just, no, I was like, oh that's my gosh, awesome. we just read that on another podcast. So yeah. okay, keep going, keep going. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. And so the other thing I was going to say is um, also baby adjusting, which seems crazy. Like if you ever see an adult get adjusted, all the pops and cracks and all that stuff like that. But um, baby adjusting is also really important as well. And even if you have, you know, the most perfect birth and it's non-traumatic or anything like that, it's still very traumatic to baby because they go to this nice warm womb to the outside world. And so getting them checked because chiropractic care also is related to the nervous system. And so when we adjust the spine, we in turn can affect the nervous system. And so the baby's nervous system, basically I'll say is like on fire when they come out. So, you know, we have moms that have babies with colic or they have constipation, anything like that. It's usually because their nervous systems are just like going crazy. It's in that fight or flight mode. And so, cause it was traumatic. And, he, and then if you have a traumatic birth, that also kind of goes onto the baby too. Like they're going to feel that um, stress and everything. And so getting them checked, getting their spines checked helps calm down the nervous system, can help with colic symptoms. Um, like I said, constipation, but then also uh, latching difficulties, like always check with your lactation consultant. But I always ask my moms, like, are they sore on one side compared to the other when they're nursing or anything? Cause it could indicate the baby can't turn their head so enough so they can't get their latch proper. And so then that moms get more sore. And so it could be a combination of some other things too, but it's just like one part that you can also check. Uh, like I said, baby adjusting super safe and gentle. There's no popping or cracking. It's as much pressure as you'd like put on your eye- own eyeball. And it looks like I'm barely doing anything to the baby, but it does so much for their nervous system, for their little spines. Um, and even though they don't have like solid bones, they still have bones. It's just, you know, they're a little bit softer mm-hmm. than adult bones. And so it's still much needed. But then also, then if you had a traumatic birth and, you know, maybe their shoulder got stuck or they were pulled out, you just got to get them checked if they have a head tilt or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, my second daughter, she had torticollis and mm-hmm. the doctor's like, yeah, I need to go to PT, nothing against PT, but I did PT yeah. forever and it wasn't changing anything. Right. And it was actually fight like a fight every day to like force her mm-hmm. positions and stretches right and we ended up going to chiropractic care and we went a couple times and mm-hmm. totally that's awesome fixed everything and so yeah it was it was so awesome and yeah. then I also my son um he hadn't pooped forever oh <laughs> like, yeah he's having <laughs> constipation issues yeah and um my my friend or my husband's buddy uh, my friend, he's a chiropractor and it was like nine 30 at nine. He was like, just come like, just come. Cause we were like crying, like, yeah, just so desperate. It's so he, stressful. Yes. And so we like went and oh my gosh, biggest poop ever. Yes. And then like passed out for like hours yes. and hours. Cause it was like so much energy to get it out. But 
Yeah. Like chiropractic can be so big, especially for these babies. And like you said, like they, they go through so much, like they right. really do. And some births are really, really, really hard, um, mm-hmm. on them physically. So yes, yeah. absolutely. Love, love it. it. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. We, we love chiropractic care. We obviously feel that everyone should see a chiropractor if they can. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just, just love the information. Love what you do. Love that you work on my own personal clients. And Thank you for sending them to me. I love them all. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm so I, excited. I know I do too. And I'm like, okay, great. We've got, we've got, chiro- Oop, I just hit my microphone, we've got chiropractic care um, going on right now. So um, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Even, even births that aren't feedback, like chiropractic care still matter and and it's a big deal so Mm -hmm. um big component or yeah just I just feel like just you know you don't moms don't have to live with like discomfort I mean some discomfort just don't go away it just happens but for the most part like you know round ligament pain your mid back pain your low back pain like you don't have to deal with that like you're growing a human like you should feel good and you know love and not everyone loves pregnancy but you know love it as much as you can and not you know, feeling your best and not being in pain is, you know, definitely a huge plus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for no, sharing your you. story and your yeah. advice. It's and- great to see you again. Yes. <laughs> yes, you too. <laughs> yes. I love you guys so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. We love you. We love all of, we have a great community of birth workers here. Yes. Chiropractors, midwives, doulas, birth photographers, I, I, out of hospital, in hospital options. We, we really do have a really great community here. And I, I just love it, especially when we have local people on that we get to, um, love on a little bit. So thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. And help how can people find you? Um, if they're local to here in Salt Lake Valley. Yeah. So my clinic's called Bluebird Chiropractic. Um, you can go to bluebirdchiro.com. That's C-H-I-R-O. And you can find me, uh, look at my website and make an appointment online. Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Tell us about your experience at the vbacklink.com slash share. For more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julian Megan's bios, head over to thevbaclink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC Link.